All right, welcome back to Fickle Philly, the podcast. Uh, this episode is called Valerie, Love Me Tinder. This is date three, so part three. This is our third date. So I'm going to get into it and just continue on here. Um, third date. So I'm going out with Valerie again. She's nice, calm, age-appropriate. Um, I've always dated younger. It's not like I pursue them. It just happens. I'm good with young people. Always have been. My last two girlfriends were 27 when I met them. The girl before that was 32. And the one before that was 22. A rebound of another 27-year-old back in 2004. So these are the choices I've made over the last 10 years. Uh, the reason that most of all these relationships fail is because the women I'm dating are you know, in a completely different place in their lives than I am. Uh, we meet, we date, we fall in love within a short amount of time. They start, you know, getting feelings about being married and having children. You know, I've already done that. Married, child, divorced, paid over $100,000 in child support, you know, for 15 years. You know, I knew if I married any of these women and it failed, you know, my social security checks would be going to them in child support. That would be, a, that would be financially catastrophic and I'd never come back from that. Even if it worked, I'd rather have a cocktail and a cig than push a stroller through Rittenhouse ever. You know, I love my daughter, you know, who's now in her 20s, but I'm done. You know, you know they say doing the same thing over and over expecting a different result is a sign of madness. Well, I've met plenty of people like that. So that's why I'm trying to date women that are more age appropriate. Um, I was recently chatting with a woman in her 20s and she said, I usually date men twice my age. You know, when I was finished bashing my head against the marble counter, I realized that I, I still wanted to date younger women. But I must try to change and grow. Or I could just date everybody of all age and, and see what happens. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens. Anyway, the date. So it's at a place called El Rey. Um, El Rey is owned by the Stephen Starr Group, who owns a dozen restaurants all over Philadelphia uh, with a partner of his. Um, Steven Star restaurants are kind of like Disney World. You know, every restaurant has its very own authentic theme. And you go there and you're kind of immersed in that culture. The guy's done a great job and he's a great restaurateur and people love his restaurants. And they've all been very successful. So anyway, El Rey is this like Mexican place um, over around, I want to say, 20th and Chestnut. Uh, it used to be an old diner. Uh, there was like five diners in the city, and they sold off most of them except for one, the Midtown Diner, which is over at 18th uh, between Chestnut and Market. Great diner, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, never closes. Um, but this is one they sold to Stephen Starr, and he opened it as El Rey. He kept certain components to it, like the, the counter, the bar, kind of looks like the old diner counter. Uh, it's pretty cool. Anyway, uh I arrived around 4.40. I threw back a can of Takati and, uh, and chatted with the hostess and a few of the servers. Uh, Valerie texted me that her meeting ran late and that she was just getting home to walk her dog. So she gets there around five, <clears throat> around 5.15. And uh, I was already on Takati number two. Um... 
anyway, so she comes in. You know, I get a table in the back, and she shows up, and she looks great, man. Blonde hair, looking sharp. Uh, she'd be on the shore for the weekend, so she was a little more tan than when I saw her last. She wore a blue dress with matching earrings and high heels. And I was thinking, is this how she dresses up for dinner? I'm in. You know, we both automatically went in for the greeting kiss, which felt natural. Uh, great thing was on Sunday, they do mix and match with some of their dishes, so we could get some small bites and share different things. Uh, we caught up and had a good conversation. Um, I noticed that she has really nice hands. You know, that's a big one for me. A person's hands tell a great deal about their health and lifestyle. You know, I don't know how I escaped that one myself, but if you really look at a person's hands, it really tells a lot about them. The texture, the, the, you know, the, the nails, things like that, the skin. Anyway, just keep your eye out for that. Anyway, food was great. Uh, we even ordered a pair of double Espelon tequilas on the rocks. And I was happy to be with her. And after a couple hours, we wrapped it up. Uh, she was parked a few blocks away, so I naturally walked her to a car. Uh, we decided that we wanted to see each other again and maybe do something in the way of a fringe festival, which I don't really care for. You know, or maybe a street festival or a matinee on a Saturday, which I love. So, you know, we get to her car and say goodbye. Uh, we hugged and kissed, and it was nice. I remember her hugging me tightly. And I could feel that she really liked me. And, well, she did super like me on Tinder. Um, so she took off, and I walked home. It felt good. You know, this could be a nice, normal relationship. If it gets going, you know, I'm not going to rush into it or anything. But, I like, a, like I said, I, I like a nice, slow dating arc. Um, there is only a few concerns. I'm not feeling any euphoria when it comes to this lady. I'm accustomed to that when I'm seeing someone. Also, I'm not thrilled that on our last two dates, her wallet never came out. Not even a little help. I mean, even my last girlfriend, who was much younger than me, kicked in because going out's expensive. You know, this was back in 2016. Um, it just, a little help, because dating's expensive, but, you know, we'll see. So... Um, let's see what happens on the next date. Um, signing off for now. All right. Thank you for listening and I will catch you soon.